Revolution Show brought to you by SASDOG 2017, the conference to turn your SAS up to 11. In this episode of the SAS Revolution Show, Alex Thuma is joined by Peter Coppinger, CEO and co-founder of Teamwork.com. Peter discusses building a 100 million ARR SaaS business without venture capital. You can find a short write-up of my conversation with Peter, including all names and links on sasdoc.com forward slash blog. Let's hear more from Peter. Welcome to the SaaS Revolution Show. I'm your host, Alex Huma, and super excited to be joined today by an entrepreneur from the uh, the largest indigenous SaaS company in Ireland. He's a developer CEO and uh, a well-known bootstrapper to boot. Uh, welcome to the show, Peter Coppinger, CEO of Teamwork.com. Thank you very much, Alex. Uh, delighted to be here today, and thank you for having me. No, it's uh, it, it's great to, to to have you on. And uh, well, for those that are going to be listening to the podcast, Peter, they won't see the uh, the large Vikings uh, behind <laughs> you that I, I'm, I'm seeing. Tell me a little bit about that. So we are in the Lost Vikings meeting room, and the Lost Vikings was a game from the '80s where you three characters who had different skills, and they had to help each other to complete the level, which is a bit of a reference to teamwork. Okay, very cool. Very cool. And so, um, so, so Peter, we always start the show, we, you, you know, to get to know our guests a, a little bit better. Um, so we're not going to buck the trend here. You know, tell us a little bit, a little bit about who is Peter Coppinger. All right. Um, from a very young age, and I got my first computer. Um, I started selling software, and I started making games when I was about ten years old. Um, always wanted to set up a company, take over the world. Uh, slowly working on it. Um, for years, we got kind of sidetracked into web development out of college, and we fell into that world. Um, and eventually, we needed something to help us run our own business, and we created Teamwork. That's the very short version of it. Okay, very good. Very good. And so, Teamwork is based in Cork in Ireland, right? Absolutely. Uh, uh, so, I'm from the west, southwest of Ireland, a little village called Bantry. Mm-hmm. And um, now living in Cork City, which is the second biggest city in Ireland. Um, and we've got Teamwork going, and it's, it's going great. Okay. And, and so what, what is Teamwork.com, and why did you found it? Right. So Teamwork.com, it's a, it's a set of three applications, a suite of tools to help you run your business. Um, it makes you more productive, it enables communication, and it makes your customers happy. We've got over 26,000 customers all around the world in just about every country in the world using us, including some pretty big companies out there that I won't name. Mm-hmm. But uh, our sales are heading towards 18 million this year, 20 million a five my way. Okay. Uh, we added our first sales team last year, and we're really ramping things up. And our fourth product is on the way. Okay, very good. Why, why did you why did you found uh, Teamwork.com? Yeah, so um, so I started Digital Crew, a web design agency, straight out of college, back in 1999, if you can believe that. And for seven years, we toiled hard making websites and uh, and web applications, and we gathered a pretty good rep- pretty good reputation. But uh, we were those hamsters on the wheel, and we were uh, pretty disorganized. So our project management system was a whiteboard in the corner of the office where we listed all our projects. And uh, one day we decided that there has to be a better way. So at the time, we tried Basecamp, and we tried a couple of the other big project management systems that were out there. This is back in 2007, and uh, we were shocked at just how bad those applications were at the time. So at the time, for example, you couldn't put files onto any of the tasks. Or in Basecamp, you couldn't set a due date on a task. And we couldn't see how anybody could use this to run their own business. So we, uh, we, we spotted a gap in the market, and we built the first version of Teamwork, which is called teamworkpm.net. To, uh, to satisfy our own needs. 
And in the first month, we launched it. Uh, we did the worst product launch ever. We was on Dan worked on it night and day. Um, we worked on it every Friday, and we launched it a couple of months later. Uh, gave each other a high five, and we went home to bed. So we, we were pretty shocked in that first month, and somehow magically, somebody found us, and we made one hundred eighty-seven dollars our first month. And uh, we've never stopped growing the product since then. We kept using it and refining it to run our own agency, and um, because we were very technically focused. We were able to refine all the rough edges of the product away as we use it to run our own consultancy. Okay, uh, and so from one hundred and eighty-seven dollars in in that month to, well, uh, as you say, about eighty million uh, ARR by uh, the, the time of SaaS stock in uh, in September. Um, and um, but it, it, I think I remember correctly from your talk last year at SaaS stock, it, you said it, it took about fifty months to to get to about one million uh, ARR. Uh, was was that right? Yeah, so it took three years to get to 30000 a month. Okay. I remember that. Because we were working on it. you got to remember, we were running our consultancy yep. Monday to Thursday. Yep. And then we were working on this just the week, just Fridays and weekends. Okay. So this was our side project. And um, I suppose it, it reached 5000 in monthly revenue, then 10000 in monthly revenue. Um, it was a very slow, we wrote that long, slow mm -hmm. uh, SaaS rampant debt for three years. Mm -hmm. We finally got to 30000 MRR. We were able to fire our web design business. So okay. we actually gifted our entire book of clients to another company, and we were able to really focus on the product then. So yeah, it took about uh, about 50 months in total to reach 1 million ARR. And, and was the um, was there any correlation? I, I'm, I'm assuming perhaps so um, in going 100% sort of all in and the focus with you know the inflection point for your growth, or was there you know other things that that really uh, you know, helped, uh, you know, teamwork scale? Um, so, so, yeah, the product was always uh, technically very strong, but when we were able to focus on it full-time, we were able to redefine its positioning, redefine its branding, um, really add the features that our customers were looking for. Um, but it wasn't really until we bought the domain name teamwork.com in, I think it was 2011, and we relaunched re our entire brand. That things really took off for us. So at, at the time, we had about we had about 700,000 US dollars in our bank account, and buying Teamwork.com cost us what did it cost us? Cost us uh, 765,000 dollars. <laughs> Sorry, we just had a few thousand more than it cost us to buy the domain. So it was um, it was a huge gamble for us to take. But at the time, we had more monthly revenue coming in than our costs were, if you know what I mean. Mm. So um, we were okay in that sense. But um, we took the huge gamble. We relaunched the entire brand from teamworkpm.net, which was the worst possible domain name in the world. Um, we should have just call it getteamwork.com in the early days. Yeah. Um, once we relaunched it then and we fixed our positioning and branding, like if you look at our sales graph, things just really hockey sticked from there. Okay, so buying the domain name and, and it's a big, big gamble there. But um, you, you know the, the, the strong correlation to uh, uh, to your growth. And uh, um, now you're a hundred percent bootstrapped, right? Absolutely. Um, why? Uh, I mean, I, I can probably guess why, but you know, why haven't you taken uh, VC funding? So uh, it's interesting. So I'm the, first of all, I'm absolutely delighted we don't have VC funding, and I'll, I'll come back to that, right? But um, I suppose back in 2007, the world was a very different place. So we probably wouldn't have gotten funding even if we tried. Um, and we, you know, people said we were making a Me Too product. We didn't see it that way. We seen a huge gap in the market. Um, but also, 
we were really strong technically, so we had the, we had the chops to build the product ourselves. We didn't have to go out there and hire developers and so on. Uh, we were willing to work on it. We had built hundreds of more complex applications for our clients over the years, um, so we knew exactly what was involved. And uh, also, just that bit of naivety, I think, you know, that uh, we never even considered that this was option was open to us. And something I'd like to point out is that people seem to think nowadays that you have to get investment to get your product off the ground. But here's the thing, it has never been cheaper to build software in the history of the internet. So I firmly believe that there's only one real time when you should take money, is um, if, if the type of software you're building requires a huge capital outlay, which 99% of the software projects doesn't, or in the second case, if you're in, your, you're in a land grab situation. And we were in neither of those. And um, we're delighted now that we're kind of masters of our own destiny and we don't have to report to anyone and we can stay agile and change direction. And uh, yeah, it's just fun. It's more fun this way. Okay. Uh, no, definitely. And um, I, I, I'm sure that we've had a conversation, um, you know, before you may have mentioned that, you know, you're looking to, you know, uh, build teamwork from 80 million ARR to, you know, 100 million ARR, maybe take over the world as well. Uh, um, <laughs> But uh, do you think that if you took VC funding that you'd, you'd get to 100 million quicker? Would it help you? Uh, honestly, I do think we would get to 100 million faster if we took VC. However, we would be selling our soul. We would also no, no longer own 100% of the business. So even though we're at this magical revenue mark, the, the revenue, I, my personal wealth may be lower. Um, we wouldn't be able to have the stock option pool for staff. We wouldn't be able to change direction. We'd have to report to our shareholders every month. And it would be a very different feeling in the company. We're a very quirky company. We're a very fun company. Like you see things we're doing here at the Last Vikings. We've just mm -hmm. built a beautiful new office. We've invested um, a lot of money back into the company. If we had investors, they would probably be looking for us to be taking money out of the company. Um, and I wouldn't like to be there. Okay. So yes, we could, yes, we could probably go faster. But... Uh, I'm very proud of the company we've built so far, and I'm, I'm certain we will get the 100 million in revenue. It just might take a tiny bit longer. So you'll, you'll, you'll be 80 million in September. Uh, have you got a, a graph showing when you predict that you'll get to 100 million uh, as a bootstrap business? We, we Well, first target is 50 million. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're growing at 40% year on year. So we should be there by 2020. The end of 2020, we should be at 50 million and keep growing at 40% of that. I know it doesn't work as simple as that, right? Mm. But we have more products coming on board. We have a suite of products coming out there. We have partner relationships coming. We're ramping up our sales team. We have 26,000 customers that we can upsell to. So we, we have lots of opportunity that we're not exploiting right now. So um, I do think we'll be able to get there relatively quickly. Okay. Uh, um, so you mentioned some of the things that uh, that you're doing to to get to 50 million right and um you know you said like building out the sales team so uh, i know that um and we'll get to that sort of later that at, at sas dot you're doing a keynote uh, and kind of the lessons learned from building out customer success and sales but let, let, let's just talk a little bit about building out the sales team so um how many years from inception did you actually start to build the sales team is it only just now Okay, so one of my key points that I'm going to be talking about at SaaS Talk is that you need to start your sales team earlier. So we left it way too late. Last year, we added our first salesperson. Okay. And he hired another two salespeople. And in their first year, they did 700,000 in sales. 
So a massive success, and we didn't even have all our procedures and documentation and case studies and everything really ready, and it was just the first year. So right now, I think we're uh, we're really scaling things up. We're up to 14 salespeople. We're adding SDRs. We're changing the comp plan. And it's a really exciting opportunity. Okay. So look forward to hearing more about that in, in detail in uh, in September at Sastock. Yeah. Um, so I remember last year. We, 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 there's a, we just added a customer success team. Yeah. Is the other massive trick that I wish we had started earlier. So there are the two key elements we're going to be talking about: how we added these teams, um, some tactical stuff we set up around these teams, and how they made a massive impact on the bottom line. Okay, awesome. And uh, I, I remember last year. Um, so we, we go back to kind of like the, the funding uh, sort of discussion. Um, you know, at, at Sastop last year, a lot of VCs wanted to meet Peter Coppinger, right? Um, uh, I think I probably gave a. Uh, a, a couple of intros, whether you wanted them or uh, or, or not. Um, but um, did you meet any any VCs like uh, during Sastock? Uh, and uh, outside of that, you know, do you ever take meetings with VCs just out of you know curiosity or just to you know indulge your own um, you know curiosity? I guess. Um, no, no. We in generally uh, in general, I haven't engaged with a lot of VCs. Um, we are, we're heads down in execution at the moment, and I see it as a huge distraction. We're, we're building our, our fourth product. We're planning our fifth product. We're revamping all our existing products. We're ramping up our scale team. We're ramping our customer success. We are like as we're just staring at the 50 million ARR figure, and we're doing everything it takes to get there as fast as we can. I'm, I do not want to get distracted even thinking about exits at this point. Okay. No, fair enough. And, and the other point of that is that like, we have... Not, not to be arrogant about it, like, but we have money in the bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a nice uh, stockpile built up, so we're, we're not actively looking for investment. We don't actively need it right now. And the other thing I'd be afraid of is we, if we did take investment, I'm not sure I'd spend it very well. We'd probably like spend it very badly and waste money all over the place and probably not have a lot to show for it. I've seen, I've seen uh, competitors of ours like spray money around conferences and make huge mistakes like not having their domain name associated with it and just absolutely waste millions and money and we never want to be those guys we want to stay lean and agile as we grow i'm i'm all for spraying money around conferences uh, peter as you, <laughs> as you know oh well yeah we are spraying money around SaaS doctors here yeah exactly if you're going to do if you're going to spray money on one conference spray just, just the conference owners we like right exactly exactly <laughs> um so to, so let's um let's move away from the the, the kind of the funding uh, discussion and um you know back to i guess the success of teamwork and also maybe um, uh, like the biggest mistake that you've made as well. So let, let, let's take um, uh, the success uh, of teamwork. You know, what, what do you think has been key to your success to date? I would say a couple of key things. Uh, number one, we're very customer centric and we always have been. From the, from the early days when it was just Dan and, Dan and I, my co-founder, um, every time a customer suggested something, a good idea to us, and we were like, geez, that's a great idea, we implemented it straight away. We wowed our customers, or they might tell us about a, a bug in the product, and we would dive in there and fix it right away. And, and if, you look at our, if you look at teamwork.com, Twitter, genuinely right now, you'll see loads of people saying that they've never seen customer support as amazing as what we provide. So that's number one. Number two, we're very, very technically strong. So both my co-founder and I are both pretty good developers, um, and uh, we won't tolerate anything less than the best, really. And we've made sure that the team we build up here are pretty elite, and uh, the quality of what we pump out is, is pretty excellent. 
Um, so yeah, those two things in general have really helped us to scale. Okay, and um, uh, apart from the really bad uh, original domain name, um, you know, what, what, what's been the you know a, a big mistake that you've made as a, a as a company that perhaps we can learn from um, you know those that are listening? Well, we were definitely too focused on the tech and not focused on everything else. That was a huge mistake. And I think a lot of uh, developer founders could learn from this. Like we definitely made all the mistakes there. So we had terrible marketing, we had no sales, we didn't set a vision for our company, didn't set direction, we had no alignment. We were just like heads down in product all the time. And it was, um, it was kind of when I took some time off um, and I had a good look at the company, I realized that I really need to step up and actually be the CEO set the vision for the company, set the direction, and start fixing the scaling problems. Because we got to about maybe 30 people, and uh, processes that just kind of happened automatically before, like uh, keeping everybody in the loop on what's going on or different things we planned in the company didn't happen automatically anymore. I think it's the same issues most companies face, but uh, other companies probably don't have the CEO in the weeds as we had it. So yeah, we definitely made, made every mistake in the book, and. Um, like I used to spend six days a week programming, 50 hours, 60 hours a week, and now I'm kind of down to half a day a week of programming because I still love it, and I want to stay in touch with the people, um, and I only work on strategic initiatives. Okay. The same with my co-founder and I. So yeah, that's one huge mistake. Um, all the typical mistakes about not, hiring, not starting the sales team earlier, not fixing our positioning and branding earlier was a huge mistake. So for example, our positioning for years was project management made easy. And it's only now in hindsight I realize that that statement kind of means nothing. So um, our kind of positioning around our lead product now is uh, project management for professionals. Because we realize that's where we are in the market. Mm -hmm. We kind of have a, a stronger feature set than most of our competitors. And we have better mobile apps and so on, you know. So uh, that's where we're going. Okay, very cool. And and so it's always good to hear because, I mean, like every, everybody makes mistakes, right? So, um, uh, and, you know, as long as we can learn from them, um, you know, that, that that's great. So I really appreciate you being candid about that. Um, now, we, we talked earlier, so this is a, a you know, get to the final question now. Um, we talked earlier that, um, you know, you're speaking, obviously, at SASDOC, you're doing a keynote. Uh, I'm going to test your, your memory now in terms of what is the, uh, the, the title of the keynote and, uh, and also, um, you know, let us know about why this is going to be interesting, why people should come and see your talk. Okay, that's tough. We, we did throw a few titles, titles around, to be fair. But I, I think we talked about uh, growing and scaling your company, or mistakes we made scaling our company past 10 million AR, something along those lines? No, 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 no. <laughs> See, uh, maybe it was unkind of me, but it, it, I think it was the lessons in scaling um, uh, you know, customer success and sales, so yeah, yeah, 18 it, million AR, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll get the gist of it. But yeah, like, I think it's important to, like, like we've learned loads off other people over the years, off, um, you know, the Rob Wallings of the world and so on, you know, by going to these conferences. And I think it's important to give back the lessons we've learned that we feel aren't shared out there enough. Um, yeah, I think it'll be good. I think there's, if you're, if you're less than 10 million or thereabouts ARR, I think we've definitely got a couple of good tips for you. Excellent. All right. Well, really looking forward to that and uh, and having a pint of Guinness or two with you uh, afterwards. So um, on, on that note, Peter, thank you very much for being a, a great guest with us uh, today on the, uh, on the SaaS Revolution show. And um, yep, we'll uh, we'll see you in Dublin at SaaS Doc in September. Um, uh, see you then. Absolutely. Cheers, Alex. Thank you. Very Thanks, much.